last time on Bear's Funk. And unless you're willing to barter away your most prized possessions to the lilies to leverage a house being built, this is probably the cheapest way for you to stay in town for the time being. You know, your group's alright. I got a manticore of hanging around with you guys. I... why not? Why not? I'll, I'll stay with you guys a bit. And it's a signet ring for a noble house of a country called Akamoros. That is where Danto is now and where he is attempting to take over. Alice asked me to do something. I'm just coming back to let her know what happened. Tell me everything you know about this angel. If you want to help me, find out what his weaknesses are. Okay. Wait, are you into some complicated triangle stuff? I'd like to be. Um, do Zoe. Uh, it looks like Fortune has an important upcoming interaction with the Empress, and she'll have to make a difficult choice. Did anyone ever, like, get, like, a an address back from, uh, I believe it was Lyra, the fire giant? I know last time we just, like, kind of froze her in place and left her as it was. Winifred is putting a new jar of <laughs> preserves away, the one with the bloody ice frozen inside of it. So as he becomes attuned to the psychic energy of whatever is frozen in that ice, uh, he sees a series of images, almost like memories. Mm. And as he reaches up, trying to get to the surface, Winifred sees the face of Theodora, as whoever had this memory is consumed by darkness and drowns on the bottom of this river. Oops! for you austin just a serious question how long has winnie been making preserves because this has been kind of troubling me for the past week you know (laughs) i like that you're invested in the lore that means a lot to me we should all this is a good kind of team building exercise let's get all our lore questions out i made that up on the spot i had no idea what the implications of that are where is he getting the fruits to make the preserves i mean i don't think that was part of the payment we're getting for the missions maybe that's what he requests he gets a cut and, and lastly, I, I, how, where are they getting the fruit in the first place? I mean, are they just making... There's a spell called good berry where you can make a berry and it's good. <laughs> yeah, so so it's all just good berry preserves? Well, if you're going to go down that rabbit hole, you could go down the rabbit hole of how is there enough food in this finite amount of space to keep people alive indefinitely? Uh, we have actually discussed that. Uh, create food and water is a level one spell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, everyone here has it. Okay, well, create food, created some berries. There you go. The thing is, there's a bunch of like little nitpicky things you could ask, and I actually probably do have answers because I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about this. It's usually just not relevant, like the freezer thing. Like, you guys have a box somewhere in your headquarters which has, like, an ice crystal in it that keeps it cold so you can put meat in there. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. It's not going to be the deus ex machina that saves you during the final boss fight. <laughs> Sometime between these sessions and your professors that talks about dank memes during your law schooling, 
you have time to come up with these ideas. And so we, we, I appreciate that. So thank you. Uh, it's good to be appreciated where we were last time is that you guys have finished your mission and now you're doing your downtime stuff during your days off. This episode will be the level up episode. So I will go to each player and ask what you got for your level up, uh, and what you do during your days off. And, uh, so everyone should get their own section of this episode and then we'll set up the next mission. How does that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds saucy. <laughs> so the most natural place to start is with Theodora. No, not me first. I know. It's sorry. It's just that you established you weren't right there after breakfast. So chronologically, we have to start True. there because of what if we do you last, but you set the whole city on fire. That <laughs> <And then laughs> nothing... does sound like something I would do. It does. And then nothing will have made sense. Sorry. That's how time works. <laughs> Uh, so, Theodora, you're walking across uh, the giant's field, um, going over to the rocks place. They're very close to the edge of the barrier. They like to be mm-hmm. by themselves in their little log cabin. It's still storming outside, raining very hard. You don't see anybody else out in this muddy field. Do you do anything on the way over, or are you just making your way downtown, walking fast? I am making my way downtown, walking very fast. And the faces are passing. I'm digging it, though. I'm doing a little rain rain dance. Yeah, make it worse. Good. <laughs> Um, so you get to the Rock's house. Uh, the door is open a little bit. The door is ajar, as they say. I'm going to do that knock. It's like, that 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 Shaving a haircut. Hey, guys, are you there? <laughs> Robin Rock, the elfie ooze, comes over and sees who is there. And it's you. And uh, he, it's hard to tell his expression because he is a sentient. Goo? He's goo. Uh, but he doesn't look, as far as you can tell, pleased. And you can see as he opens the door all the way up, like, the inside of their house is trashed. Like, there's bottles everywhere, and there's, like, cigarette butts everywhere. You've been here before, and it's usually not like that. And you don't see hide nor hair of Claudia Rock. Hey, hey Robin. I, I came to check on you because my teammates were dicks. Uh, <laughs> hey. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I get you anything? Oh my god. Uh, he makes grumpy face emojis with his hands. No, I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? Where's Claudia? Um, so when I speak for Robin, he's forming these words, of course, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, he says, she left. Left to where? Don't know. Oh, heck. Do you, uh, do you need anything, Robin? What want? Question mark. Oh, I came to check on you guys and say hi. You've done enough. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I was, I didn't do it. I was being drowned (laughs) by goo. Uh, when you say goo. That's racist, man. (laughs) He, he does, he wasn't thrilled about you being here. And now he's like actively like it's, there's a hostility. Hostility exists here. I'm sorry, Robin. I'll go find Claudia. I'll look for her for you. He doesn't respond to that. It doesn't seem like he cares. Your friends exploded him. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty uncool. I'm I'm sorry that about what happened. I didn't mean for it to happen. He starts pushing the door closed on you. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I am going to cast sending mm-hmm. to message Claudia. Nice. That's a good, that's a good use of your spell slot. 
Whatever. <laughs> I got a lot of cantrips. What do you say? I say, hey, Claudia, I'm at your house, and you're not here. I need to talk to you. Are you okay? Where are you? She says, she responds, Robin and I had a fight. Don't worry about me. <sighs> Should have asked her where she was. I mean, you you did, I think. Oh, she yeah, just, she didn't tell me. Yeah. Would I know where Claudia likes to go? Uh, sounds like a survival check is what you want to make to try to track her. Yeah, I'm going to track that bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Woo! Okay, that's very good. So what you do is you, as Robin slowly closes the door on your face and just kind of pushes you back out of the house, you turn and go to look for Claudia. You just kind of go straight for a while, and we'll get back to that scene in a second, because right now you have to walk for a bit. And on that journey, I think this is a good point to ask you, Lauren, what did you do to Theodora's capabilities when you leveled up? Okay, so I got a two points of ability score increase. I'm going to put them... Um, one in charisma and one in wisdom. And then for my spell, I chose banishment. I attempt to send one creature that I can see within range to another plane of existence. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. Okay. As we've discussed, once you enter Ilium, you can never leave. So that, that wouldn't work? In fiction, you don't know what would happen. So you can try it and then you'd find out. Or okay, not... I- <laughs> I'm going to keep it, because I think it could be fun. It could be. (laughs) So that's, like, what I did. All right, so with your new banishment spell, which may or may not work, uh, and your 19 roll, Mm -hmm. you go in the general direction you think uh, Claudia Rock may be, and as you get closer, I think uh, Perry Mason, (laughs) your periton, can sense heartbeats. Yes, my boy. So it's really never in question. That was actually a pretty low DC. You only needed to be in the general area, and you could pretty much immediately pinpoint her, because that's a thing you can do. Um, But you know that where Claudia is, because you can sense her heartbeat. Haha, take that. Trying to hide from me. I got a Perry Mason. (laughs) Uh, She's not trying to hide from you. You find her uh, at the bottom of a hill, uh, just smoking. Cigarette butts all littered through the grass, and it's you could throw a rock and hit the barrier. That's how far away you guys are from, like, the rainstorm, which is in the center of town. So it it does reach you, but it's this is the lightest it is. Hey, Claudia. <sighs> hey. What you doing? Is this what you consider minding your own business? Yep. Sure is. Dora. Claudia. <laughs> What do you want? I just, I just want, I just am worried about you. I want to check on you and Robin. So your friends can explode us again? I didn't know that was going to happen. I had just been drowned by weird sentient blood. I didn't know it was happening. I would have stopped it if I could have. Don't you have dark evil eyeball powers? How would you get beat up by water? It's, it snuck up on me. (laughs) It surprised me. Did it? I I only saw it from a distance away, and it was dark, and it was raining, but I feel like you watched it walk towards you, and you stood there, and you let it. Well, I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay, so it didn't sneak up on you. Listen, whether or not it snuck up on me, it happened, okay? It's too late to change anything. I guess that is a a way you can live with yourself, if you just say that about everything. Yeah, exactly. You get me. See, this is why we're such good friends. Are we? Is that where we are, Dora? I would like to be. 
she like gets up from where she was like lounging and walks over like pretty close to you like i want to say like nose to nose but she's like up in your personal space at this point and she says what do you want from me dora i just want to be your friend and that's it that's why you spend every free day at my house. That's why you're constantly trying to talk to us about our personal lives and you're like borrowing spells from us and plotting behind your coworkers' backs. I mean, maybe more, more than friends. We don't need to talk about that right now. I just like being around you guys. I, th- I think you're really cool. She takes a drag on her cigarette and it is very cool. <laughs> See, look, you're doing that whole thing. Because smoking is cool, kids. That's right. Um, sorry to break it to you. That's right, kids. And then she just like blows smoke in your face. See? Super cool. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't understand half the things you say, Dora. It's either eyeball talk or walking directly into me trying to repel you. Is that what you're into? Is that like your thing? I don't know. Maybe. Do you want it to be my thing? Okay, well. <laughs> Lauren, that's the other role-playing podcast we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the After Dark one. Christ. <laughs> Roll persuasion to make this charming. <laughs> oh, no, I rolled an 11. So you say, do you want that to be my thing? And she just kind of shoves you back towards the barrier. Not hard, like she's trying to knock you over, but like she pushes you and she says, so this is just fun for you. The what, just the manic pixie asshole thing. This is, is this just your is your game? Is this fun? Uh, there's no game. I'm just being me. I'm not trying to play any games. I just, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I like you guys. I think you're cool. I want to be around you guys. My teammates fuck up your whole thing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. And is this usually how it works? You just associate with attempted murderers and it's just okay because you're fun? Wait, who's a, who's an attempted murderer? Zoe? I, I don't think she thought that was what was going to happen. Okay, well, reckless endangerment then. I'm not a... I'm a researcher. I'm a, we're, we were grad students before we came here. I'm. This is not my profession. This is not fun. I'm not trying to hoard treasure. I'm just trying to fix my f- husband. This isn't a game to me. I'm not playing games. I'm just. I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do for my religion. And what happens if we fix Robin, and then we don't? We're not. We don't have any professional relationship anymore. Then what? You just come over our house and just we have cookouts. We give each other birthday gifts. We're just normal neighbors. Is that how you picture the rest of your life? What? Why not? I'm perfectly content staying where I am, doing things for Ganny, breeding my crabs, solving mysteries, and hanging out with you guys. That's like what I left the swamp for. And you don't think this place is a waking nightmare? I don't. I think it's fun. Jesus Well, there is no Jesus, so she wouldn't say that, huh? (laughs) So she's just like, you don't think very far ahead, do you? I live in the now. Perception check? 20. Jeebus. All right, so you have Perry Mason. You can sense heartbeats. You sense one behind you on the other side of the barrier, and it's getting closer. Something's coming in. And you see the silhouette of a 
humanoid figure kind of shambling towards the outside of the barrier. Oh, fuck, it's another zombie. And it's coming. Are you going to do anything? It's coming straight for you. Uh, can I set it on? Am I close enough to set it on fire? Well, it's on the other side of the barrier right now. Okay, I'm going to back away from the barrier. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, Claudia, it does seem that there is a, uh, zombie, which is probably going to try and throw up in my mouth again, mm-hmm. uh, coming in, so maybe we should back away from the barrier. Oh, no, what have you gotten me into this time, Dora? I don't know, there's weird vomiting zombies, and I don't like it, and I'm gonna set it on fire. <laughs> so you guys back up, and as the zombie go- walks through the kind of aurora borealis rainbow colorful barrier around ilium it just walks right through it and you see it is a very nicely dressed elderly woman who has no intelligence in her like her gaze it's definitely a zombie and it stops as soon as it like steps foot inside the barrier and you see uh some of the groundwater like a puddle because it's everything is wet and muddy here kind of uh congeal around it and it's something and the stalker, which is what we're calling this bloody water creature, kind of swirls up around its leg and up its body and into its mouth. Um, and now it starts walking again towards you. Can I set it on fire? You may. You don't have to ask permission for that, but I, this is, it's very polite of you. Do I have to roll for that or can I just do it if it's a cantrip? Uh, so normally you would roll in a combat situation. But here's the, the math of this is that you can walk faster than it can walk. And you have cantrips that do damage, the ranged ones. So literally, you cannot lose this fight. It will walk towards you and you will back up shooting it until you kill it. So if you want to describe this in roleplay terms and skip the rolling, you can. Or we can just see how long it takes you to to just fucking slapstick your way through this. No, I'm, I'm going to say Dora just uh, like gets close enough to, to set it on fire without <laughs> getting thrown up on. And she just keeps fire firing, fireballing it, basically. It's... Produce flame, but she sets it on fire until it stops. <laughs> All right, so it's raining. So you keep set summoning fireballs and chucking them, and they hit the zombie, but then before they can really get a good burn going, they kind of get put out. Uh, and Claudia watches you chuck like three or four fireballs, and then she just kind of rolls her eyes, does a hand motion, her messenger bag opens up, and uh, some precious gems float out. And with another wave of her hand, she just puts a diamond through its forehead. And just blows its brains out the back of its head. And as the the zombie falls on its face. And then you see the stalker slither out of the hole in its skull. And kind of join the puddles again. And dematerialize. And then it escapes. Do you know anything about that, Claudia? Do I know anything about the, the assassin water? That seems to be hitching rides on zombies to murder you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, this happens all the time where I'm from. What the fuck are you talking about, little girl? I don't, you know, you're a scientist. I don't know. You might know about stuff. All I know is that thing is definitely after you. And it seems like the water part needs the zombie part and zombies are coming in. There's clearly like a piece of this puzzle missing. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't want to get zombie murdered. I mean, does anybody? Is that somebody? Oh, actually, never mind. That's somebody's fetish. Certainly. Well, thanks for helping. I think you would have got him eventually. You would have figured out the fire wasn't great in the rain. Someday. I'm a simple woman. You're you're something, all right. Am I your friend? (sighs) 
Can I come over and eat mac and cheese? What is your damage? I grew up in a swamp. If that's how they do things in the swamp, I don't want to be insensitive <laughs> to your lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. I know you better not. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you apologize to Robin? Um, I think, but he seemed like it made him angrier, so Yeah, we're having trouble. And last last night didn't help. How come you guys are having trouble? He's a jelly man. Yeah. Made of acid. Yeah. Do I do I need to spell it out for you, Dora? I don't know how you swamp people do. Out of character, the answer is yes, it needs to be spelled out for Dora. <laughs> for the sake of the listeners, yes. I can't touch my husband, Dora. Yeah, that is that is a problem, huh? To me, I don't know if it is in your brain space. Well, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, keeping my eye out. If I find anything that can help you guys, I'll let you know as soon as I find it. If you survive that long. I mean, I've survived a very, 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 very long time. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good. Also, I ha- did you hear about my cool pet? My cool ghost pet? I saw your new friend's manticore. It was very spooky. Can I? I'm going to summon Perry Mason and show her. It's my boy! Yeah, that's what you need. More power. <laughs> hey, look, look, look at him. He's cool, right? He's very cool, and now I'm worried because you already can set things on fire and summon the power of dark gods, and now you command a ghost? Yeah, I'm pretty sweet. You can barely carry on a sentence, and yet you've subjugated the dead, Dora. Oh my god! What did you just say to me? You can barely carry on a sentence? No, the other part. I don't know, it was probably a snide insult. Did you say something about subjugating the dead? Is that not what you've done? You command a ghost. Ah, fuck yeah. You don't know how much that means to me, Claudia. Okay, I guess we're having two separate conversations now. That's fine. Hey, you want to pet him? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) She just, she like slumps forward like head in hands, like comically upset, like exaggeratedly upset with your shenanigans. And she just kind of like rests her head on your shoulder. Oh, shit. I'm going to pet her head. And she says, what am I going to do with you? Let me come over. Do you think we have mac and cheese? Is that what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just said mac and cheese. I'm really fine with any food. Okay. Let's go get you fed, I guess. Nice. Free dinner. I guess you guys go and you're going to go and never report into your teammates. (laughs) Well, I'll just pineapple. Pineapple! Okay, and you're just going to tell Winnie, Hi, it's me, Winnie. What are you doing? Hey, Winnie, I'm having dinner with the rocks. Okay, are you ever going to come home? Someday. My preserves are a big hit. You should get in on this before they're all gone. Winnie, are they ever all gone? You always make more. No. (laughs) But I'll bring some to the rocks next time if it makes you feel better. That would. Okay, bye. I guess you go to the Rock's house and you have dinner with them and they're it's uneasy and there's still tension there, but you got you help them clean up their place from their fight and uh, you have mac and cheese or whatever. Uh, and during that, you get a message from Gonador, just like mid-bite. And he says, Corrupt the youth and convert the non-believer. Ooh. And now you have one mission down and one new mission. Nice. <laughs> Do you just say that out loud at the dinner table? 
Yes. <laughs> there, the, the last image of this is like you're at the dinner table, you're just eating cheese, and you get a message from your god, and you just say with a mouthful of Mac, nice. <laughs> and they just look at you. Nice. <laughs> and they're awkward because they're, they're like in a weird place between in their relationship and you're like definitely trying to break yourself off some threesome action <laughs> and that's it and you just don't acknowledge the awkwardness in there or anything oh no that's that's definitely it i do not acknowledge any awkwardness <sighs> okay so i'm definitely gonna have to figure out what the the role is <laughs> for you to close this deal someday <laughs> That was fun. Zoe and Roland were playing chess while Vetari was reading. So any of those are good to go next. If anybody is eager or thinks they have a good in. Uh, I'm fine with going next, if that's all right. That is very all right with me. Mm-hmm. There's sort of two things that Roland kind of does for the time being for his level up scene or section. The first is that he has probably after finishing some dragon chess with Zoe sort of Resume what he was doing initially, which was going to be doing a bit of reading, uh, research, and sort of taking notes in his various books that he brought in when he first came into Ilium. Uh, He basically has sort of a mini library of text pertaining to the triad, the history of Tirator Ilmater, their journeys, the way they joined together as a group, the way they work off of each other, the fights they went through and all that stuff. And has sort of been doing this research for uh, most of the time he's been in Ilium. And then at one point, he finally uh, stops taking the notes and moves to start packing up the uh, dragon chess set so he can take it with him as he goes to have a visit uh, with the warden. And of course, on his way out, he makes sure to uh, tell Winnie that he's heading out to uh, have a meeting or so and uh, he shouldn't be gone for too long. Winifred started his morning uh, receiving a worrying psychic vision from an, a popsicle in your freezer, um, and he seems kind of distant, but mm. he does not bring it up yet, mm. so he acknowledges you and kind of just like floats off, and we'll cross the Winifred Bridge when we come to it, but he's still chewing that over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're going to head on over to the sacrum, it is still absolutely pouring. Mm-hmm. I assume You have an umbrella. <laughs> Um, so you're going to make your way over there with your dragon chest stuff. Uh, did you get any new cool paladin? Not at level eight, um, just because for pretty much any class level eight, is just the ability score uh, improvement level. So I looked at the feats. None of the feats were really compelling. So I just took Roland's intelligence and bump it from 18 up to 20, <laughs> which is purely a min-maxing option because so many of the justiciar's features key off of the casting stat since that's how paladins operate as well so that means his aura of devotion is, uh, is even better now so he gets a plus five bonus to all saving throws his channel divinity stuff is better his other features are stronger so he's also basically at max intelligence there's no way to make his intelligence higher than 20 um, because there's just no feature in the game that allows for that so that's all he did for level eight so beating up on Zoe in Dragon Chest in the last episode puts you over into the smartest man on on the planet. I would like to think I would like to think him doing the the research over the past year contributed more to that. Mm, I like bullying the child. I mean, let's be honest, that doesn't really take much effort, so it's not really that challenging mentally. Yikes! Uh, ooh, mm. 
I feel that shade sketch. It, it, it's 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 not shade. It's just you know a statement. Uh. All right. So as you walk towards the sacrum, um, it is the heaviest part of the rainfall. Um, but as you approach the tower, you actually see Warden Light standing outside. Um, he's in his big purple robe. Once again, to describe this character, it's been a while, but he is just like a perfectly mannequin esque, like beautiful man basically and like long flowing hair it's like a shampoo commercial out here with him in the rain and he's just like standing and looking up at the tower and you're still a ways off so you kind of just see his outline and uh as the thunder and lightning roars overhead uh suddenly the orb on top of the sacrum kind of glows brighter and the storm seems to shift its focus if a storm can be said to have focus towards it Mm. and all of the lightning begins striking the orb and all the rain seems to be getting sucked towards it and by the time you get to the warden uh, it seems like the tower itself has begun to absorb the power of the storm um so like all of the rain is raining into the orb and all the lightning is only striking it and the the storm is like dying down almost and the warden is just looking up quietly and watching as this happens. Roland approaches, looks up, and then just simply remarks, like, hmm, I didn't realize that the light orb up there was also a lightning orb. <laughs> oh, Brother Hawklight. Uh, jokes again, I see. Ilmater is always a fan of jokes, you know that. Keep at it, my son. You'll get it one day. You seemed troubled last time I vi- we visited, and I wanted to discuss some things with you if it wasn't too bothersome right now. Oh, it's no bother at all, Brother Hawklight. I had some things I wished to discuss with you as well. So, our paths have crossed in a most fortuitous way this morning. What is soon to be a fine and beautiful morning, if this works. I take it you're trying to absorb the energy of the storm in an, in an effort to run its course a bit more quickly we can't allow this hazard to hang over all of the the refugees here maybe when we're done with our little chat uh, should be all bright and back to normal outside well as normal as things can be around here Mm, god's willing yes i decided to bring a little something along to hopefully help pass the time and maybe uh give you some relief from the uh troubles that you've been running through and Roland holds up the sort of the folded up dragon chest set that even includes a carrying handle. It's a very, very nice little set there. Uh, that case isn't filled with joke books, I hope. <laughs> no, no. Fortunately, I guess. No. Uh, there is mercy in the world still. But yes, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if angels such as yourself ever engage in any sort of games of skill. But I decided to bring along something that would give me comfort at times when I needed to think over troubling matters. I'll show you. All right. I can't promise uh, I'll be any challenge. Uh, Perhaps an angel of a god of chance or skill would be better suited. Uh, (laughs) As long as you're having fun, that's what's important. Uh, but, But following duty effectively also means having effective strategies, man. That's where this does come into play. (laughs) <laughs> uh if you if you say so brother hawklight and he uh i guess he goes back inside mm-hmm. um so if you guys want to like set up on a pew or something and have this conversation we can we can do that yeah um he he doesn't know the rules so he's gonna have disadvantage on a, a check to play dragon chess with you 
Uh, so we'll just like, yeah, we'll just roll to kind of set up the first round and see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Rollins was a uh, 14. Oh, it just barely edges out on that round. 13. Yep. So he's like, all right, what does this one do? And you're like, oh, it goes diagonal. And he's like, okay. And then he just starts like <laughs> creaming you with it. And you're like, whoa, I'm going to have to pull out my A game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very smart. He's a very quick learner. So uh, basically, after like one round, he has grasped like what it would take someone like years of study. He's like using openings with mm-hmm. Russian names <laughs> on his second game. <laughs> See, you pick up quite quickly. I was fairly confident you'd be able to pick this up quite well. I mean, when you spend your time interpreting scripture, you'll find that a defined rule set can be comforting in its definite answers. Speaking of definite answers, my, me and my compatriots were asking some questions about things that happened recently, uh, most notably with, well, one of the, I guess, a former member of the avant garde. Mm. Yes, the murderer. Yes, the murderer. My question for you is, if this person was committing the foul acts, why didn't you just kill him outright? Justice, Brother Hawklight, is not retributive. It serves many purposes and comes in many forms. Some may not believe in the power of reform. (laughs) To be honest, I'm not sure that I do, but it's not up to me. Then who is it up to? Tyr, of course, the god of justice. Yes, but it's not like Tyr is going to be able to intercede and interact with us here, is he? Has he been? Not directly. Uh, The gods don't often, if ever, (laughs) interfere directly. As I'm sure you know, they prefer to appoint champions, enchant artifacts, leave behind vague stories (laughs) to fight over. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... It is clear from the teachings accepted by the followers of Tyr that when possible, we should attempt to reform those who have lost their way. So do you ever picture Bumbershoot being reformed from the tone of your voice and from the movement of your actions? Uh, Part of me suspects and feels that you doubt that such a reform could ever happen. (laughs) He looks you just straight dead in the eye and just says, no. As I suspected. Men like Bumbershoot don't change. Roland nods lightly. If that's the case, then why did it trouble you so much? I have a great doubt in my heart these days. I know not whether from wickedness or weakness, but seeing the goings-on in this place, the evil that runs free, the selfishness, the violence, sometimes I cannot help but doubt the wisdom of all of this. And it's, it shames me greatly to have such feelings. It's unbecoming. Unfortunately, I'm only a shard of the divine, neither omniscient nor omnipotent. And such weakness, it comes to us all. I certainly can sympathize. I mean, I've confided in you about why I was even here in the first place and the circumstances that have drawn me here. It would be much easier if the gods would just intervene and lift our heavy burdens and strike down the evildoers. But here we are. 13 on my chess roll. Ooh, 10. Yeah. Hey, someone beat Roland. Yeah, that's right. Warden Light takes a game and he, he kind of like waves the piece uh, like playfully. And he says, if omnipotence 
could just reach down like a game and just knock all the bad pieces off the board, the world would be much less exciting, but much easier to live in. I think we can all agree. Uh, yes, but how do you know which pieces are bad? By their actions or their being? And that brings us back to your question. Why did Bumber's shoot run free for so long? Why did it pain me so much to have to imprison him? I could not know for certain that he was evil until I heard it from him. Mm -hmm. And then it fell on me to enact a justice of which I have doubts. And I do not think he will ever recover. Is that justice? Is the world better now? I probably would have been compelled just to, to slay him right then and there as the best assurance to prevent any further harm to others. Mm. mainly because I have no means of imprisoning him indefinitely. Yeah, I've heard the tales of your merciful swords. I suppose that is a, that's a mercy, I guess. From a, from a certain perspective, you could call it a mercy. I suppose the one thing I can ask then is, why, why don't we simply try to remove the barrier that traps traps all of us inside here? It is not for us to question these things that are above mortal lives. I wouldn't trouble yourself about it, but I do have a question on a similar topic, and in fact, why I wanted to speak with you. After some time working on a solution to the so-called ghost problem, I have come to a bit of an impasse about what to do with the spirits that are trapped here, and I would like your input, because I find my judgment more clouded than I would like these days. So... In simplest terms, I do not know whether it would be kinder to trap the spirits again the way they were and restore the old status quo where the dead cannot join the afterlife promised to them Mm -hmm. or whether it would be kinder to simply destroy them and no longer torment them with their disembodied existence and simply allow them to feel nothing as opposed to some sort of suffering. Well, destroying them denies them any possibility of seeking either retribution, comfort, punishment beyond the grave or otherwise, depending on the implications of what happens if the barrier were ever uh, removed or dissolved in some way. So I, I take it you're still doubtful that that will ever happen. It is not my place to have an opinion on that matter. But that is primarily why I really don't think that destroying the souls is an appropriate course of action. Thank you for your input, Brother Hawklight. It puts my mind at ease to have someone else's opinion I can rely on. There are some spirits that seem to interact in a in a friendly and even a calm manner after the events of Hawthorne Manor. After that, I really could not stand to see those souls destroyed. Ah, that reminds me. I commissioned you and your friends to capture the necromancer. And in a way, you have. I'm sorry? Quite a roundabout way. But, uh, Maximilian Hawthorne is now in my care as well. And so, uh, I'll have your reward sent over to Winifred. I believe furniture, was it, for young Zoe? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you'll have to clarify what you mean by that, sir. No, I don't think I will. You son of a bitch. Given the circumstances, I would have honestly preferred if 
Hawthorne was not in any sort of custody or imprisonment. And if his conscience becomes clear, and he repents of his crimes, and he is reformed, he will be released. Has anyone ever been released once they are in your custody, sir? I told you, Brother Hawklight, these days I have great doubt in the ability of the spirit to be reformed. No, no one has ever been released from my care. So just out of character, was that a straight answer from him? Mm-hmm. That is impressive. <laughs> well done, Roland. <laughs> so if if the goal of being in your care is reform, and no one has been able to be reformed... And now you have reached the conclusions that keep me awake at night and fill my mind with doubt, and I apologize for that. One of your greatest attributes is your clear-headedness, and I fear our conversations will, over time, slowly detract from that. Roland just sort of almost uh, snirks at that. It's just like, I've been presented with troubling questions about the nature of issuing justice towards others and punishment and how to do so in the proper manner. And that steadfastness was what caused me to lose my rank and be removed from the order, even if I still maintain that my actions were in keeping with the triad. Yes, you followed your ideals, you enacted justice, you did the right thing, and the people responsible for the evil you fought against are free. Eighteen. Nine. Hmm. Hmm. Metaphors. Symbolism. Warden Light stands up when you beat him in this next chess game, mm-hmm. and it's clear that you guys have started to uh, reach some ideological schisms. Yes. And he says, Thank you for your assistance and your counsel, Brother Hawklight. Will there be anything else? I do want to make sure the progress on the storm is coming along. The only thing I request is that if Hawthorne is in your custody and in your care, is his widow aware of his status? I do not know. I have not inquired. It might be likely that the lack of his presence might cause her some undue duress. You have my permission, my blessing, to deliver that message if you wish. And he just starts walking towards the the doors. Roll the size and then just starts uh, packing up the dragon chest set and moves to return back to uh, the other guard's headquarters after that. All right. Uh, so as you leave the sacred room, you can look up at the, the storm and it's basically slowed to a drizzle and the lightning is weak. There's just occasional bolts. And by the end of the day, uh, all that's left of the thunderstorm is the dark clouds and those hang over the town for the foreseeable future, but they are no longer a threat. The, the power and the energy from the storm has been drained, and now it is just mood lighting mm-hmm. for what you guys have done to this town. We have Zoe and Veltari. Either of you have a good sense of when you should go? Who, who's more excited? I'll do it. I'll go. I'll be excited. Yeah. Yay! I I, I should be excited. I have been, I have been ready for this all week. <laughs> All right. I I have like a good dozen or so things that may or may not come up just in a document. Ooh. Just just looking for places to maybe throw them in. All right. So what'd you get for your level up? 
Uh, for my level up, let me double check because I made a note of this. By leveling up to level 8, Veltari uh, gained 2 charisma, gained another level 4 spell slot, and learned fear, which is a fun spell. Uh, I get to make a 30 foot cone, uh, 1 minute duration, and I can create a phantasmal image of a target's worst nightmares that cause them to become frightened, drop anything that they're currently holding, and use their dash action to flee unless they can't move. Just run the hell away from me. I'm noticing a theme between was well, a hypnotic <laughs> pattern, compulsion, fear, and your manticore thing, which are all about just wrecking people's just sense of safety and self. Oh, exactly. I, you know, I, I like being a performer, but I also like the idea of just like, get the hell away from me if I don't want you here. I will, I will make you move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Veltari, after you've, you're finished rooting through someone else's mail, uh, what do you do? <laughs> well, uh, considering that the only place I've really been in town at this point is the bar, and up until the point that everything flew sideways, the bar seemed like quite a fun place to be, I'm going right back to the bar. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So you walk in. What time? Do you want to go during when it's busy or when it's slow? I I want to go in when it's like... It's been busy, but it's starting to quiet down a little bit. All right, so easily doable. You walk in and uh, you see Carrie. She's kind of cleaning up from the the rush and she's kind of winding down and she sees you walk in and she kind of tries to low-key shapeshift a little bit to maybe make herself a a little bit more interesting because she was just like in work mode. And then she sees you come in, the person, the new stranger in town who caught her midair. Ooh. (laughs) What what sort of changes is, is she is she making? Uh, she probably makes her like tattoos a bit more fancy. Like they might have just been like tough, cool, like flaming skulls and stuff, and now suddenly they're like more intricate, like flowers inside of like geometric patterns. And she maybe makes her hair longer. It like does her nails up or something. She just kind of like fancies it up a little bit. Okay. But but low key, like she doesn't, you know. <laughs> she she doesn't want it to be obvious that she's, you know, niced herself up a bit. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you come in. Hey, hey, uh, how how are you doing, Carrie? Ah, uh, you know, business as usual. Uh, I didn't have to clean any of the mess up last night. Ah, uh, magic's cool. Yeah, mag- magic is cool. Uh, good good to see that you that the place hasn't flown to the side today. That's <laughs> that's an improvement on last time I was here. Yeah, I highly doubt that's going to happen and again considering the uh let's let's call it discipline that went down. Okay, I'm I am guessing that uh not everyone in this bar was as psyched as that kid was about making everything go sideways. <laughs> now the boss did not love it. Can't imagine the boss would. Um yeah, how's how's, how's your shift been today? Uh, same as most days, less fire than last Tuesday, but, you know, Tuesdays are what they are. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Uh, I could do with a drink. What you, what you got for me today? Hmm, let's see, we have Demogorgon, Belial, we got Asmodeus. There's a theme, I don't know if you've noticed. I, I'm picking up on a theme, and it's a theme I can get behind. Uh, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna leave this to you, I trust your judgement. I'm I'm gonna leave the fate of my drink in your hands. Famous last words, <laughs> and she, she winks. <laughs> well, you know, if 
if I'm going to be downed, drink is not a bad way for it to happen. All right. She makes you something that's a little showy, like it involves flipping tumblers around. It's like probably unnecessary, but she she makes a little bit of a, a show out of it. And it's uh, it's pretty fancy and there's lots of colors and it's like sparkly. Oh, that does look that does look quite fancy. Now, I've got I've got a proposal for you here. You you seem to be making pretty nice drinks, and you know you you saw me playing music in here uh, the the other the other day, right? How could I miss it? Oh yeah, exactly. I didn't didn't exactly make any secrets about it, did I? So uh, here's here's what I'm gonna do. If this drink impresses me, I mean really impresses me, I'm gonna give you a song in exchange. You know what that is? That's the barder system. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> I'm very curious whether Carrie is receptive to my terrible pun or not. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know where to look. I don't know how to feel. This this is Voltari, like, not being terribly coy about the fact that she's a bit into Carrie. It's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying a bit hard and not hiding it very well. Uh, performance, because this is like bard chicanery. Uh, she's making sure to go across the bard with all these puns here, okay? Don't be jumping to this. I've got a bunch of puns still to do. <laughs> just make sure to don't go over bard, all right? Oh, no. Stop doing this in case you steal my puns. <laughs> 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 29 oh natural crit plus nine on performance christ <laughs> all right she has to go change her underwear what do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> that is what i wanted my shitty pun to do um, <laughs> your puns are so good she unconsciously like chameleon color changes mm. she full body blushes let let me know. Was that romantic or should I try something else? <laughs> when you say that, like the the manticore like floats out behind you with two thumbs up, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! How come you guys only crit on the fucking goofy stuff? It's always pajamas and flirting, and never. The goal is to make Carrie as stiff as a bard, all right? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not, I'm, this is not a goofy thing. There is an end game here. Like, not only am I flirting, I also eventually want to get some information on killing angels. And flir- flirting's not a bad, like, inroad there. That might, don't assume this is purely because I want to flirt with imaginary people. <laughs> it's only part of it. <laughs> so how's the drink? It's up to you. I don't know. There's a role for your taste buds. <laughs> I I have I have a drink, and honest opinion on the drink, I'm gonna say that it was like it was a spectacular drink, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to give that away. I want to. <laughs> I want to play with Carrie a bit here. So I I guess do I have to do like deception? I guess there. Yeah, just try to play it cool. Twenty six another natural twenty. That's impossible. Someone screenshot this. <laughs> This is great. This is going on Twitter later on. There's no way. Math doesn't work like that, Laura. <laughs> okay, so so this drink was fantastic as I'd uh, sort of uh, dared carry to make it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play it very cool and just be like, ah, that's all right. I reckon you could have done better. You you could have you you could have done. Go on. You can you can do better, can't you? 
you you play it so cool that you make she has like now a deep psychological need to impress you from now on because yes! you just you just perfectly got into her insecurities. I don't know why in my mind I just keep imagining like you took a sip and then like your bow tie started spinning but you just nonchalantly play it off like you just no sell it essentially like like that was an amazing drink but I'm not going to give you a single crack. No, it's you know that that drink was all right. You, you can go on one, one more. You can you can one up that. I'm sure you can, can't you, Gary? All right, she makes you another one, even fancier this time. There's like fire involved. <laughs> she's got she gets out like that little creme brulee torch, and she's like really getting in there. This is like chopped. Carrie, Carrie, I've I got to tell you, you are one impressive bard tender. You really are. But you're the bard. It's okay. You rolled two crits. You can say basically whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm now using my double crit as my excuse to just use all of the remaining puns that don't really work. But I'm I'm hoping that the the confidence with which Valtari went into this is now just going to carry the rest of these puns. Yeah, basically. This is now a no holds barred assault of puns. Oh, very good, very good. I held off on that one for you. <laughs> I I, ap- I appreciate that. Um, I I appreciate that you were caught between a rock and a barred place. I wish I was an angel prison. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you didn't have to go back to the drawing barred f- for uh, the other puns. So, um, I, I I feel mean that I'm doing this many puns, but um, I, I don't feel that that. I feel like I've been a little bit mean, but you should have expected it. I am barred to the bone. Mm. Now, just in my head for the rest of this episode, cut my life into pieces is playing <laughs> full blast because it's the only way I can express my soul. So, <laughs> how how is Carrie right now? Listen, she's putty in your hands. You got, she got her, right? This is good. This, this is far faster progress than I'd expected to make. <laughs> it's It's two crits in a row. It would be unfair. It would be vindictive of me not to let this happen. You got her. So, yeah, you guys flirt over drinks. It totally, you crush it. Okay, so there are two things I want to do while I'm still at the bar. First of all, I want to be like, hey, so, Carrie, this has been, this has been fun. This has been super fun. I fancy doing this again sometime, maybe when you're not stuck working. Now, I know asking someone out when they are working, you know, it's it's a no-no generally. It's an awkward thing if you want to say no. It it causes problems. I get that. You, you don't ask someone out when they're working, but I'm I'm gonna make an exception here cuz I I feel like this is this is a, this is working. Well, I live here too, so it's kind of a house call. Hey, that works for me. Do you fancy uh dinner sometime? Uh, your place or mine well considering how good you are at the uh at the bar i'd be very interested to see what you could whip up in a kitchen uh <laughs> so let's let's say yours if dora rolled this well she would have internal acid burns by now <laughs> <laughs> um you know but i'll i'll hit you so- up some other time about this we we're gonna we're gonna do that dinner it's gonna be lovely but while I'm here, I do have to do some business. I did, I did, I came here to do some work. This, this has been good and we got to do this again, but do you mind helping me with the work thing while I'm here? I know this is a weird about turn here. I mean, I'm the last person to lecture someone about mixing business and pleasure. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the whole succubus thing, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you. So I'm I'm just gonna be blunt with this and hopefully you can help me. I, I really hope you can. It would be it would be a really big it'd be a really big personal favour if you could. Um just gonna come out with this. I'm curious how you kill an angel. <laughs> a word? <laughs> yeah. Uh it's not uh, mm, hypothetically. Just hypothetically, <laughs> of course. I'm clearly not actually going to kill any particular angel, particularly not one inside this bubble. But just, just you know, humor me, humor me. I, you've you've been, you've been so wonderful today. I hope you can just just humor humor me this this pure hypothetical. Obviously, mm. theoretically, uh, when you're dealing with something on that level, something kind of like the boss in power, uh, you're going to want to. Forget about all of your conventional weaponry, all the spells you memorized, all the things you think you know about fighting. You look strong, you have a sword, but you're going to need to work on something of a a cosmic, divine kind of level. So I wouldn't worry your pretty little head about it unless you have something which you can attach some kind of deity's name to. So unless that's like the guitar of Garl Glittergold or like the sword of... Groomsh or something. I think you're gonna have to keep it purely hypothetical for now. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I I I get you, and I I I appreciate you humoring me. I know it's a what a silly hypothetical for me to ask, but uh, you know, if you ever happen to hear of anything, just you know, lying around in that realm, just you know, let me know. It would uh, I'd certainly appreciate it. I just sort of wink at her and like. A little bit of a pout as I wink. <laughs> she she makes like a bashful eye batting at you, but she says, uh, I mean, you'll be the second person I tell. Uh, I definitely can't sneak something like that by the boss if I want to keep my hands. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You l- let the boss know, but just making sure I catch wind of it would be, uh, you know, great. For hypotheticals, of course. But uh, this has been fun. I'm... I've really enjoyed myself today, and I can't wait for that dinner. I'm sure you'll knock my socks off. I already have it penciled in. Don't don't run it by the boss, but run it by the bard. That's not even a pun, Sketch. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's supposed to buy the board, you know? Mm, okay. Just be, be glad I didn't use some of my worst puns. I had some terrible ones that I avoided. Um, probably the worst one I had in my arsenal um, was... Manticore, blimey. Christ. <laughs> that may be the worst pun I came up with this week. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so did you have anything else you wanted to do this week, Laura? I think I think I'll leave it there. I think I think um flirting ridiculously with Carrie and, and getting some getting a promise of, of information in the future about killing angels is it's a good week. Yeah, we've learned we've learned a lot of stuff this week. We've learned no one's ever escaped from jail. We know you're going to need some kind of god weapon. Useful information. But we have one more person to talk to this week. Chris, are you still on the line? Yes, in theory. How is your nap? Uh, not that great. Couches aren't comfortable. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, we all make sacrifices. <laughs> all right. So what did you? Uh, so what do you get for being a level nine? You're a level higher than everybody else. Yeah, so uh, it's technically been two levels since uh, Zoe's last level up explanation, 
And, uh, the main thing that's changed is, uh, spell slots. It's, you know, everybody gets the same thing at level eight and, uh, there were no feats really worth taking. So no need to go through the minutia. I upped the same score. Everybody's basically going to, cause it's the one important one. Uh, but the important thing is, uh, new spell slots and since I'm a, a sorcerer, uh, new spells that come with that. So the new spells that Zoe has, uh, is, uh, level three. She took, uh, dispel magic. And she has a level 5 spell slot now, and she took for that telekinesis, which allows you to basically like pull things or manipulate people to a certain extent. So, the new weapons in her arsenal in comparison to uh, some some new motivation she has. So, it was telekinesis, and what was the other one? Uh, dispel magic. Okay. Which allows you to kind of counter certain spells that are happening. It's, it's not the same as uh, counter spell, which is... An ability to let you actively, like, counteract a magic spell as it's happening. If you ever play Magic Gathering, like, the, the blue cards that just let you, like, be like, no, fuck your card, goes to the graveyard now, I just I cancel it. It's not like that. This is, like, stuff that's already existing, like a, a magic curse on a box or something like that. I'm glad you explained it in terms I can understand. <laughs> I probably screwed it up. I haven't played Magic in a really long time. I can't explain it in Hearthstone terms, though, so I went with what I knew. Okay, are there even instant spell Hearthstone cards? Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> uh so the one thing zoe really wants to do right now is to go to tarsus all right so this is after the flirtathon i assume Uh, uh, she just walks by and she just sees it going on she's just like just that like head nod thing like yeah cool (laughs) get it girl we we didn't mention it at the time but i i clocked you and i nodded back like yeah i got this (laughs) (laughs) we're like as like we passed by we just did a tail high five I must say there is some beautiful uh, tail high five fan art that's been going around and it's lovely. <laughs> At this point, remember, Zoe is still very invisible, so it's just a hat. <laughs> so you just see a hat nodding at you? It's fine, I saw the floating hat and I nodded. <laughs> and yeah, you just did a, a fucking milady tip. <laughs> you just felt the finger guns being pointed at you, so... And then you guys just swatted tails at each other until you got the high five right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Zoe's going to try to, I don't know if she actually knows where Claire stays generally, like where Claire's room is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm assuming if she can't figure it out or just know naturally, she would uh, ask somebody to try to find that out. Yeah. So you go into Tarsus and you start asking around if anybody has seen Claire and they all say no, or that like they saw her earlier, but she's gone now. And you basically get the sense that, she stormed off at some point after getting yelled at by Lady Nim. So she is, she's not here. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate for her. All right. <laughs> uh, she is going to go. Now, the other day when we were here, Lady Nim uh, screamed from what I would presume is wherever she generally resides. I don't know if she has an office or a den or something like that. Zoe wants to go in, like, the general direction of that. And I think, since I'm invisible, I may mean, as well take advantage of it. I'm going to throw away the hat for the moment, Beans. Now I'm completely invisible. Infiltration mission time. Or mostly just so people aren't just like, hey, what's that floating hat doing over there, you know? Yeah, of course. We, we skimmed over the you walking around a bar and just a sentient hat asking people where <laughs> someone is. Uh, why don't you roll me survival to try to figure out where Lady Nim is? Because when she yelled, it like the building boomed, basically. It didn't seem like it came from one particular direction. Just a one, so it's not going to be a, a great bonus. 15, though. 
Yeah, that's fine. So you walk kind of from door to door. Remember, this was a hotel. So all the rooms are now like shops or something. Or they're like basically different kind of illicit enterprises. So you kind of uh, ease each door open and kind of peek inside to see what's going on. And some people are like, you know, selling stuff. That's what Penny's room is. And there's one that you saw Claire walk into and kind of slam the door behind her. That's her room. One of them is Carrie's room. She lives here. Um, And then you find one that's... It seems to be empty, like bare, as if everything had been taken out of it, including things that were like probably bolted down when this was just a hotel. But with a 15, you notice uh, there's something kind of off about the room, and then you just kind of slip inside invisibly. And when you look around, you notice in one of the corners, there is a long vertical line in the air. It's it's hard to explain. But it's just like someone cut the air in a slash down. And you see this weird, okay, just like spatial distortion. Okay, I want to approach this spatial distortion and uh, see if, like, uh, if I like look around it, you know, like if it reveals anything. Try to investigate it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You're all investigation. Well, this is going to be good. Can I say I uh, perform in front of it and it uh, <laughs> gives me its secrets? Uh, Eighteen. Never mind. I don't need that. Eighteen. Screw you. Yeah, very good. So you walk around this weird vertical distortion in the air, and when you get behind it, it disappears. So it's only, like, visible from one direction. Um, And then you kind of, like, peek through it, and it seems like there's something on the other side. So you kind of, like, gingerly pull at it, and it just slides open like a sliding glass door. And there's, there's literally just a door in the air here, which leads into, like, a pocket dimension inside this room. And when you slide that door open, you just see Lady Nim sitting at a desk, in this it looks like you're in space like it's just blackness in every direction and like stars and you see galaxies overhead she's just in the 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 shadow zone in here at a desk and she's just like looking through papers and stuff and she when you slide her door open she says ah gonna need to hire some security people keep breaking in and stealing all our sheaths and opening all of our doors very troublesome uh i'm not here to take anything I know, dear. You would be dead. Uh, how did you know it was me? You don't get to the head of a fiendish organization without mastering true sight, little lady. It's kind of a a rather quaint trick to try to sneak around your foes invisible. Oh, well, if it helps, I'm not trying to do so. It just sort of happened, and now I can't turn it off. Would you, would you like it off? It's really It's really the least I could do. I mean, it's not the worst thing, but what 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 did it cost? Uh, we can say this one's free. That's how you get them hooked, right? First taste is free. Uh, sure. I don't know what you're referring to with the first taste is free, because I'm an innocent child, but... <laughs> oh, dear. We, we both know you're not a child. I have, of course, spoken at length with Claire. I should probably be up front if we're just going to have an open and honest dialogue here. I know everything you know, almost certainly at this point, so... Let's uh let's drop any artifice if we can, Zoe. If you knew everything I knew, you'd know I didn't know what that word means, but <laughs> let's continue on as though I did. Oh, Zoe. She snaps her fingers and you're visible. Dope. Speaking of Claire, I haven't seen her around. Is she doing okay? She is most emphatically not doing okay, Zoe. In fact, I I would say I have something of a Claire problem at the moment. Oh? She is not as reliable as I was hoping. Yeah, I um 
I was kind of wondering about that. I thought a me who had, like, not all the issues would be a lot cooler. She has insecurities, which are inconvenient. I don't know how much you know about devils, but we prize a certain amount of discipline in our dealings. She has not been the best fit so far for our organization. You're not going to get rid of her, are you? Hmm. That is a wonderful question. Before we talk about that, Zoe, what has brought you here before me? I can't imagine you were just curious where I lay my pen. I mean, if I had known that it was a space world, then yeah, I think I would have been a little curious about it, but that's not really all in all why I'm here. Uh, does she have like a chair in front of her desk or anything like that? No, she doesn't. Visitors don't get to go in this room. <laughs> As a general rule, if she wants you, she Aww. she finds you. Uh, well then, uh, Zoe's gonna go up closer towards her desk and she's gonna say, uh, I'm here to make a deal. Uh, I can't imagine any sentence that brings me more joy. Uh, it's just, it's like every time I hear it, it never gets old. It's, mm, it's, mm, so good. Do you, do you need a minute? <laughs> she just makes like yummy noises. <laughs> She's like, num, 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 It's so sweet. You've come and I have all this leverage and power and you have nothing and you're all mortal. It's so good. Uh, forgive me, dear. It's, uh, it's the little things in life, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I totally get that. So I have heard that you deal with souls. There's a kernel of truth to every stereotype, I suppose. Yeah, I indulge on a soul on occasion. Well, I'll be to the point then. Claire asked me for my the part of my soul that she feels she's entitled to. Hmm, I'm aware. I tasked her with that very thing. Well, I'm willing to make a trade for that part of my soul. But to you directly. Ah, I see. I believe you misunderstood the goals of that particular mission. See, I wanted Claire to prove that she could get your soul. It's not your soul that I'm after. I'm sure it's fine, don't get me wrong, I don't mean to soul shame, but I I have quite the selection of souls, mighty kings and pure saints. Uh yeah, you're you seem fine, but I I don't want to overstate your position. Hmm. Huh. What is something that you'd want from me, then? The first rule of negotiation is not to immediately tip your hand, which I'm very thankful you did not know, <laughs> as we are here now. Why don't you tell me what you are after? That's probably the best place to start. I'm looking for two things. The first is I want information. I want to know everything about when you and the rest of the Lilies first came to Ilium. All right, that's one. And the second thing is I want your help in stopping Warden Light. Stopping him from what? Stopping him from doing as he pleases with no resistance. Intriguing. I can't say that I'm a fan of Warden Light, obviously, <laughs> but he is mostly an inconvenience. He is as aware as I am that our ceasefire is for both of our benefits. Starting a war does not benefit me. As far as giving you information about 
how the organization began. I don't see any harm in it if you would just like me to tell you a bedtime story. Hardly seems soul-worthy. Are you sure this is the extent of that which I can grant you? You'll tell me everything, though, about all the people you killed? <laughs> we might be here for a millennia or two. I mean, is this like a space-time chamber? Do I have that kind of time? <laughs> it is not, dear, unfortunately. Uh, just, if you want to hear the story of everyone I've killed, well, bring a couple of phone books. Phones haven't been invented yet. That doesn't make any sense for us. <laughs> My point is, let me put it this way. How many breads have you eaten in your life? <laughs> uh, three, four. She's like counting on her hand. Five. Um, it's <laughs> going to be really good for the 10 people in the audience. What good do you think it'll do you to know that one day this wall of light appeared? We arrived trying to find the best way for it to benefit us, found ourselves trapped, and then slaughtered all the annoying people. That's all there is to it until eventually light showed up with his big tower and started telling people what to do. You must have had a reason for coming in here, though, if you realized you couldn't get out. We came here because this is perhaps the greatest concentration of magical power in all of existence. <laughs> but why? I, why this barrier? What is it? What was it created for? Who made it? Now, see, that is the kind of question that may be worth a soul or two. If you could tell me what made the barrier and how to get rid of it, I'll give you anything. Oh boy, now we're wheeling and dealing. Hey, 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 this is in season two. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's like I threw it in there for a reason. Mm, callback. Callback. She does hand clap emojis for the rest of this conversation, by the way. <laughs> every, after every word. <laughs> she says, I may have the information you're looking for. Perhaps not all of it, but I can point you in the direction which will definitively answer your question. You've come to the right place, Zoe. The question of payment, though. That's the real question, because I'm sure your soul is fine, but what I need is people I can count on, people who can get things done, people who are willing to go to the lengths I require. Does that sound like you? Are you that kind of person? Yeah, I think so. Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear it, Zoe. And she kind of leans forward. And if you don't remember what this character looks like, it's been a while since we've seen Lady Nim on screen. She's just like excruciatingly pale, like elegant woman. You can see the like blue veins through her skin. She's like outwardly creepy and gives off like a, a deliberately evil bad aura and she makes no secret of it. And she kind of smiles all toothy and sharky at you. And she says, I will tell you exactly what you want to know. You will find out where the barrier came from and what can be done about it, if anything. I can give you that. Here's what I need from you. Put an end to my Claire problem. So he's going to raise her hand? Uh, yes. Small one in the back. Tail. So, uh, to clarify, because that was kind of vague, do you mean like just tell her to shape up or is this like the wink wink nudge nudge kind of take care of uh and remember there's a clap emoji between every word in the sentence <laughs> kill your sister oh i think that's that eh, i think that's a good deal not my best 
I've, I've brokered some good deals. That's like mm, top percentile, 25 percentile, maybe quarter. Yeah, that's good. Zoe's just going to walk up to the desk and like extend her hand. And she just says, I do that and I get everything I want information wise about the barrier. I will tell you what you need to know to learn that. It's not something that's a simple one sentence. The the barrier is the friends you make along the way kind of thing. Good, because that would be really lame and disappointing. Are you reaching out to shake her hand to steal this? Yeah, deal? but before like she actually like shakes on, she's uh like gonna pull her hand back a little bit. She just says, "And I want to know what Warden Light's weaknesses are." Uh, he has the same weaknesses all angels do: overconfidence short-sightedness bad hair <laughs> i knew you're gonna say bad hair <laughs> <laughs> if you if you mean something more specific uh i mean what it takes to stop him so <laughs> i apologize i've set a precedent of being vague <laughs> with my with my claire problem thing that's on me let me reverse this make up for it what do you want to do to him exactly is there a way to send him back? Out of the bear? It, once you enter, you cannot leave. So if your goal is to send him out, that would involve unraveling the mystery of the barrier, which is already in progress. So I, that's kind of part and parcel. Is there a way to get into his prison then? It's in the tower, is it not? Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it's something you could just walk into. Or maybe you ha- Maybe you can. I haven't tried. <laughs> I may have come here haphazardly not after not checking. Uh, fortune favors the impulsive. Not really. They usually wind up dead. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Do we have a deal, Zoe? Because I have what you're looking for. Yeah, we have a deal. Oh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, she's just becoming like Oprah right before she gives everyone cars. <laughs> You get a deal. You get a deal. Everyone <laughs> kill their family. Um, yeah, so you guys shake on it, and it's uh, her hand is cold as death, and it's clammy, and there's like a flash of magic when you do it, which is disconcerting. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. Does she have pens on her desk? Yes. All right, I want to use Fat Boy Slim to dissolve her pens. <laughs> oh. Sleight of hand to get away with it if you're if you're not doing it, <laughs> obviously. Uh, well, let's see. Seventeen. <laughs> All right, you melt two pens, and as you're starting on the third, I think you get the sense that you're about to get caught, so you stop. <laughs> Good. I hope she's constantly wondering what's happening to her pens. All right, yeah, and I like it. Like Fat Boy Slim, like kind of comes up through the bottom of the desk, so she doesn't <laughs> see him, and he's like putting one finger up through it and melting it. It's very sneaky. <laughs> Oh God! From Hell's Heart. <laughs> Roland still, Roland still the only one that has not uh, actually done anything with his stand slash persona yet. So mm, there's time. There's time. There will be time. Yeah. Keep that Chekhov's gun handy. Um. So are you done here? Uh, I think so. All right. A wonderful deal struck. And I think together, I don't know how much you guys want to share information, but this is Austin now because there seems to be a lot of confusion about this. Uh, the subtext to like three different conversations we've had tonight is Warden Light can be killed. You're just going to need a holy weapon, like a something empowered by a god. Yeah, well, that's just, yeah, that's a dragon on staff. Um, the other thing is, uh, huh, 
We never. There's other details about Roland's equipment that are not established, but that probably wouldn't be appropriate either. Roland's uh, armor he's trying to get back is very, very good. It's super high quality, like very good stats, but it is not touched by the gods in the way that the staff is. That would be necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're on our way, though. We, we, we we're putting the feelers out every. I am slightly concerned that, considering that all of us have put feelers out about killing an angel, that maybe word might get back to said angel, but... (laughs) I'm sure that's fine. (laughs) It's fine, it was really hypothetical. I'll just roll a couple more 20s, it'll be fine. Alright, so everybody reconvenes at the headquarters eventually, and there's a, you know, a montage of you guys using your downtime to get better acquainted, maybe there's a barbecue or something. Time passes. But eventually, the next mission begins. And how it starts is you guys are all gathered together. And Winifred comes in and he says, So, uh, I have good news, bad news, and very bad news. What order should I do this in? What's the bad news? Uh, someone's been murdered. What's the very bad news? Uh... Theodora killed somebody. What's the good news? I have a mission from Warden Light. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best order to do that in. <laughs> your bad. You lie in it. Is there medium news? Uh, I am trying out some cool stuff with blackberries I'm pretty excited about. It's not going perfect, but I'm confident. If I can make a suggestion? Mm-hmm. I don't think you have blackberries because you just use good berries every time. What? You don't know my life? <laughs> he had so much sass like, like, like Roland like has like two things of like jelly just kind of from that he's headed down throughout <laughs> this conversation so who's Theodora killed uh I don't know I only saw it in the memories of the thing in the ice so Theodora killing someone isn't the mission no that's just deeply upsetting Okay, we can come back to that later. What's the mission? I assumed the mission was we were going after whatever this killing thing was, but if it's not the mission, what's what's the mission? That I mean, we'll definitely have to resolve that, but no one's paying us to do so. The, the thing that we're being paid for is Warden Light has sent us a contract to find a murderer. Is it Theodora? Are you moving back to me here? <laughs> no, he doesn't know yet. Yet. Okay. Could be Theodora, but uh, probably not then. No. Well, who was the person who was murdered that's not the person Theodora murdered? Uh, her name, and he, like, pulls up his dossier, and he says, is Lyra. Oh, crap. Did we ever address that? Did n- none of us ever went back to talk to her. Nope. Oh, I feel bad. So if anybody wanted to apologize, you kind of missed your window. Also, I, I was just canoning in that uh, Roland has the dragon chest set like at the kitchen table and has been playing Zoe there, and I just rolled my dragon chest attempt, and I have a one in there, so Chris has a chance to beat me at dragon chest here. <laughs> Still not a good chance. Let's see. Ooh. Hey, 14. I finally win. I probably cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Your hands are too full of jelly to play. <laughs> I can't hold all this jelly. Whoever whoever killed Lyra has got to be barred to the bone. <laughs> you already used that one, Veltari. Also, do you work here now? 
I might as well work here. The last time I was here, I, I, I got a manticore, and you weren't there. You didn't. You don't know I used that pun. I can use the same pun on multiple <laughs> groups of people. You don't know me. That's true. Trust me, at this table, there are no barred feelings one way or another. <laughs> can I have wild magic rolling with uh, <laughs> fucking telekinesis, with telekinesis to launch jars of jelly towards his face? Yes, of course. Do it. <laughs> I hope it's not one of the big deal ones. <laughs> hey, what's one? One's not a big deal, is it? Did you really roll a one? I rolled a one. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Okay, so I said they weren't in any particular order. Except. That was a little bit misleading. Um, <laughs> One and 20 are kind of big deals. <laughs> I just like to think, like, this glass just shatters at Roland's face. Oh, no. Okay, you splattered jelly on your dad, and your hand catches fire. Oh. <laughs> and your hand is engulfed in flames, and it won't go out, and it begins to spread up your forearm. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, are you Johnny Storm? <laughs> oh, holy shit, yes! That would be... Probably a better outcome than what happens. Oh no. Am I just gonna get incinerated? <laughs> As everybody watches, uh, Zoe is just slowly engulfed in fire. This can't be, you can't do this on the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, please tell me I die at the end of this episode after making my deal with Satan and everything. What happens is you are eventually consumed by the fire, and I nobody really can do anything to stop you, I don't think. Gust isn't going to put out the fire. I'm rifling through my abilities being like, <laughs> what can I do? Can I do anything? So here's what happens. Eventually, where Zoe was is just fire. And then as it begins to die down, where Zoe was is something else. Uh-oh. And what that is, is a Zoe-sized red dragon. <gasps> got ourselves now a, a sorcerer that has both the dragon side and the wild magic side in one, I guess, right? <laughs> Zoe, you feel really powerful all of a sudden. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Zoe, hecking good new tail. I'm a fan of the leather. Leathery tails are where it's at, my friend. Zoe's going to turn to Roland, and she's gonna say, do you have something to say? Don't make me dragging it out of you. <laughs> I don't know. The pain is not that scaling to me right now. Eat my entire butt! <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Roland, like, Roland's, like, expression is, like, completely, like, flat. Like, he's just sort of, like, not even impressed by what's happened. We we may need to stop with all these puns at this point. They're getting pretty clawful.
As always, I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme music, including Acoustic Jam at the Lucifer Alpha, an arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Simply Begrooved, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts, and Mystic Chemicals, an arrangement of Mystic Cave and Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. Executive producers for June 2017 are Jade, Kerstin Haslinger, Extellaris, Joseph Timbrello, The Cult of Gorfanax, Irving Royale, Andrew Grothen, Paul Mullen, Finch DeYoung, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Sarah Likens, Pruitt Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Martial Arts in Bristol, Francois V, Tarka, Melissa Nielsen, Shyness, Dennis Pancake Detlefson, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko from Finland, Dennis Bengston, Josh Mosier, Indigo Van Dane, James Bevan, Ellison Ansel, Sydney Marzing, Just a Jester, John Potts, Kevin Dobbins, Savard and Akrasimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene T, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Henley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stuhlfarer, Sean the Host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremen. You can join this list by supporting the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can support Chris and his artistic endeavors at patreon.com slash recap, and you can find Laura at patreon.com slash laurakbuzz. You can also help support the show by liking, commenting, and subscribing to us on Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean, or anywhere else you found us. Are you pirating us right now? Are we on the deep web? If you're a cop, you have to tell me.